welcome to that American Football Show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all of your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Uh, please check them out at epsports.co.uk. So, week one is in the books. A um, couple of big surprises around the league. Uh, obviously, we got Minshew dragging the Jags uh, all the way through to the playoffs at the moment. Um, Brady has inherited Jimmy Swinston's eyes. Uh, and the Eagles are still a bad team, fortunately. Um, so, what's our first impressions of COVID season? I'm waiting for, for Tom Brady to take a Scooby-Doo mask off and reveal that he is Jameis Winston underneath. Like, he literally started as he finished last season, I think. I looked at a stat where he's the first quarterback since, like, I want to say it was 2013 to throw three three picks back-to-back in games, like three games on the bounce. First person since Jimmy Swinston, probably. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's not, not the best start for Tampa, is it? It's the Bucks curse. Yeah. I think with the lack of a pre-season show, there was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of entertaining football, but this is a good one. There were a total of 19 missed field goals. The 28% of the attempted field goals were missed. And most of that was Goskowski. <laughs> Yeah. I think from, from a lot of the games I watched, two of the biggest takeaways I took were the one the Seahawks looked terrifying. Like that was that was a very, very good game for them, very good performance. And I think the other one was um Burrow. I think Burrow really like first half he looked like he struggled a little bit, but second half he looked like he could definitely, you know, he's definitely a, a quarterback to watch and, and for the future there in, in Cincinnati. You know, the second half he really did put in a good performance for him. Season was his first game. Yeah, so I saw something about Joe Burrow as well, and they were like, um, someone doing the classic question of like, um, do you think this game's going to be harder? Uh, would you treat like, um, what if you're in the Super Bowl? Kind of, do you treat games differently? And he he did the classic response like, no, I think every game is just as important. And someone went, yeah, but he did also play like in the one of the biggest stadiums in the world in the national championships against the defending champions. Like, there's not much bigger games than that anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving straight on to some news from uh, around the league. So, obviously, a lot of untra- not untrained, but bodies that are maybe not as hardy uh, as uh, they'd hope to be. So, we've got quite and the new IR rule as well, where you can jump many people on and off injury reserve as you want now. Um, got a couple of people going on IR: uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, for the Jets, uh, Richard Sherman from uh, the 49ers and also AJ Bouye from the Broncos. Uh, uh, I know I know the Richard Sherman one's more of a kind of load management. They're like, they're not worried, but apparently I think it was his calf is aching a bit. And obviously he did his Achilles a few years back. So I think they're kind of saying just, we'd rather have you back eventually than not at all. I think the Raiders have got a couple of big names that might be going on IR. Trent Brown, oh. Injury-ridden uh, right tackle might be going on. He's only played 54% of the snaps since he's been with the Raiders and we're paying him a fortune. Um, and also the middle linebacker, Nick Kukowski. He played no! he got injured. Not quite asking. Yeah, pec muscle. They reckon it's only going to be a couple of weeks though. So fingers crossed there. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's been a, a few. Like Kittle went out, um, didn't he? And he's not, as far as I'm aware, he's not practiced so far this week. So that he's ready for the Jets, though. Um, they're yeah. just they're not making him train because they know. He, I think the quote the quote was like, "We don't need him to train." <laughs> so but, the Jets, yeah, <laughs> yeah the Jets, Jets have got Jets. I've got it quite rough at the minute. They've not just got Bell out, but their other running back here is it the Michael Perrin, I think his name is. He's also been missing practice with an ankle injury in the. Um, their offensive tackle, that uh, Mecky Beckton, yeah, he's out with a with a knee issue at the moment. Apparently, he's expected to play, but he's then got to play against Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah, could be could be another rough week for the Jets. <laughs> um, one that cropped up today that kind of caught me by surprise: Alan Robinson has apparently requested a trade from the Bears, and that is their only decent receiver. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? The Bears. Yeah, pretty much their their whole offense sort of rides on him a lot of the time, and it's not good when Mitch is trying to you know bring himself back. He does want to lose his main man. Yeah, apparently they're 
Nagi was like, no, it's not a problem as they always are, but hey, where there's smoke, there's fire. When Bill Belichick comes in. Oh, no, 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 no. There's there's cap space. There's cap space. All the roster places are taken at the moment. So that's why everyone's like, okay, we're not going to make a move, but you never know. You're not allowed more players that are pissed off at their current teams to go to the Patriots <laughs> just because. Um, also, another interesting topic, speaking of the Patriots, Mohamed Sanu uh, is to go into the 49ers. Picked up, he's going back to Kyle Shanahan. He, was, he did well with him at the Falcons, didn't he? Yeah, but that was quite, you know, three years ago. And the age he's at now, I don't know. The 49ers are in desperate need for wide receivers because everyone just seems to be injured at the Brandon moment. Ayuk's back, he's playing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I better put him in my fantasy starting lineup then because I've got yeah, him on the no. bench at the moment. <laughs> but then, I oh, know, you know, he might be able to do a job, but he's not, it is, as shown in New England, he's not the player he once was. Okay. Any other news there? Not too much, to be honest. Just a few couple, a few couple injuries. So let's just go straight into it. Uh, we'll review kickoff week. Uh, go over each game, kind of see what the, the main talking points were there. And there's one game I can't wait to talk about. Um, but let's kick off uh, with the kickoff. So Texans at Chiefs. Um, I think we were all awake for this game. I think there's a lot of anticipation and some some bad things went off right at the beginning, what with the booing of the moment of unity and that. But overall, pretty much what we expected in it. What, Chiefs just, just running out in the end? Yeah. yeah. You know, the Chiefs went and sort of thrashed them, but I was slightly impressed with the Texans. With Hopkins going, everyone was sort of, you know, what's this offense going to look like? And it seemed to be a lot more dynamic. There was a lot of things going on. Uh, David Johnson was fantastic. Yeah. You sound like Chris Collinsworth, though. <laughs> well, Fuller, Fuller was expected to really, yeah, he, he was expected to have to step up and take that number one role, and it looked like he did. He looked like he was the best receiver they had on that offense. It's just a case of if he can can keep that going going forward and stay healthy. And did you know that the Chiefs only had one pass over 20 yards of air yards until the end of the fourth quarter? They were using a short passing game rather than chucking it down the field. Well, I think when we were doing our fantasy stuff, I think my, I think it was, boom or bust kind of person was uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and I'd just like to retract that because he was absolutely mind-blowing. He was He's just like one of those really small backs that you always see. Like they're not going to last, but he was very good. <laughs> very good performance for the for the debut game. You know, no preseason, just rocking up straight from from college. He definitely was definitely for me anyway the MVP of that game. Not not too braggy about it as well, and it's not like the Texans are a pushover team to run against. They got obviously JJ Watt on the edge. Quick stat for you about the Texans and their trade with the Andre Hopkins. I don't know if you've seen this one already. DeAndre Hopkins had 14 catches for 151 yards for the Cardinals. The Texans wide receiver combined had 13 catches for 163. Watson didn't have a, Watson didn't have a good game. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. He was under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think I saw the stat as well as that he like he held the ball longer than any other quarterback this week as well, and that's that's with Wentz. <laughs> Um, right, on to next game. Uh, Tim, you had this one. Jets at Bills. Tell us about this riveting match. It was riveting. One-sided affair. Josh Allen threw for two touchdowns, ran for another one. I just missed out my bold prediction there. One-sided affair in New York State. Allen still looked like he did last season at some points, made a couple of mistakes. But the Bills had done their homework on Gang Green. Josh Allen didn't need to guess in this battle to be the potential best quarterback in the AFC East. Uh, Josh Allen was helped by his new target, Stephon Diggs, 8 for 86. Uh, John Brown also had 70 yards. Buffalo built on their strengths. The defense was dominant. Uh, it was only Adam Gase's offense, after all. And Josh Allen passed and run like he had all season. Um Frank Gore actually led the Jets with rushing, which shows you how bad the Jets are, if that's the thing. I like to say, uh, Bell went out with a hamstring injury. It doesn't even seem like a big loss to them because Gase just isn't using him. He's got to be the first coach. I know it's an overreaction, but Gase has got to be the first coach fired. Yeah, he'll make, what, week six? 
Maybe. It's awesome it though, and like it just like Garrett was at the Cowboys, the players back like obviously I think Gase is a bit more polarizing because you do have like Lev Bell who speaks out against him, but some of the players like he's a great guy, he's a great coach, and you've just got to think there's gotta be a reason he's there. <sighs> <laughs> is there? I don't even know <laughs> the answer either. Yeah, if anyone knows the answer, let us know. Maybe our friend on Twitter will tell us. <laughs> okay, so moving from New York State and into a bit of colder climbs, we've got the, the great rivalry there. Packers at Vikings. Craig, you had this game. Oh, mate, this was a great game. Aaron Rodgers went off. Like, four touchdown passes, like, Adams tied a, a franchise record, 14 receptions, and you know two of them were, were touchdowns. You know it was a it was a high scoring affair, 43 to 34 for the Packers, but the the Vikings defense did not look great. They gave up 522 yards. I know the scoreline looks quite close, but a lot of them points um they came they came right at the end of the game, 24 points right in the fourth quarter. So they didn't really show up until that point. Thielen looked good, but other than Thielen. No one else really seemed to to stand out for them. Um, it could have easily been 50 plus put on the Vikings. And I mean, in the first half, they had the ball for less than 10 minutes. I think Cousins only threw five passes. They just couldn't keep the offense on the field. Um, yeah, just it wasn't a great start for the Vikings and the the, the Packers, especially Rogers, really really showed up. What what do you think the problem was? Like, could you pin it on someone? Was it kind of like a team? The the secondary got picked on in particular, like the Rogers had a field day with them. Um, it's a whole new secondary that they've got there. Um, I know they kind of cleaned house and started afresh, and you know with the it's going to be a slow start to the season as you can imagine. But it just you know they've got to be concerned by that at the moment. I know I don't you don't want to overreact after week one, but the Vikings I guess have got to really sit down, look at that, and 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 do something about it. Yeah, so some of those throws that Rogers made, like I will admit, I was I didn't write him off, but I thought he was going to regress. And I know I don't want to overreact on week one, but mate, he was on absolute <laughs> fire. Like some of the throws he was making, them deep balls, like they're just pinpoint. Yeah. It's it's like it's like him in his prime again. It, he was just I think such that, a joy to watch. I think this. I think a lot of people were starting to guess his arm, especially with like Brady and Breeze and stuff, and they've sort of started to be found a little bit suspect but with Rodgers I don't think it, it was his arm I think the slump was more more mental and I think maybe there was a little bit of a lack of trust there in terms of his receivers and he was a bit frustrated with some of the, the politics that was going on there in Green Bay but I mean he came out week one and he, he just put on a hell of a show like the, the guy just looked like the Rodgers of old <laughs> so obviously the uh, the top the talking point for the Packers was they didn't get Rodgers any weapons but uh, Marquise Valdez, Scambling, and Alan Lazard both had pretty decent games for kind of, I guess, career backup receivers. Do they, will they step up to be a wide receiver two and three that Rodgers needed last year? And like they, maybe they didn't need to take players because they know they had those two in the wings, or was, was it a bit of a freak game, maybe? Well, they, they looked in this game like they could, like they, he was starting to, you know, Valdez, Scantling, like he, he had a big 43 yard touchdown. Like that was, that was quite a, quite a spectacular play like they, they definitely stepped up they didn't quite have the the yardage the Adams had you know with 14 receptions 156 yards and two touchdowns but I mean even on the ground like Jones Jones has proven to be solid for them and sort of given that balance that they, that you'd won on your offense he had what 16 carries on the night 66 yards and a touchdown himself so it was nothing nothing to snub your nose at Righto on to oh god I just saw which game we're doing now uh, Eagles 17 at the Washington football team 27. Um, I, honestly, I just, it was a very big oof. Um, Eagles obviously go up 17 and then Washington scored 27 on us. Uh, Eagles came out looking good. Um, I, it's, there are multiple different things I can blame it on, but after having a headache for 48 hours and just being really upset, uh, it's most most of it is on Wentz. Uh, he, he tried to be a hero too much and hold the ball and make plays, but this this just showed Lucky needs to get rid of the ball. I'm I'm not gonna not give credit where credit's due. That Washington front seven is absolutely terrifying. Um, did get a pick on us a little bit. Um, Lane Johnson out obviously, uh, and then his backup goes down. So we were relying on Jordan Mailata, but um, it, offensively. We we stum, stumbled a bit after the beginning, uh, and Washington was helped by some pretty bad picks. 
Um, so I think um, Scary Terry and Dwayne, they, 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 they had a good connection. They, their tight end was all right as well. Uh, he caught a touchdown and a few good passes. But yeah, the, the league should be on lookout for that line now because that was real. Like I, I've seen every single game we've played against them since I've been a fan. And that was, they still have Kerrigan and Ayanardis are still on there. Holy crap, they were just flying through. It was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? I mean, you were, what, 17 and up, and it was like, here we go, Eagles are going to go on their way to victory. And then it just somehow seemed... Uh, Washington didn't have a bit of a turning point, didn't they? It was, it was, it, was it half-time? Was it 17-0? Yeah, because we, we were up... I think we were 17 up by, like, middle of the seconds. And then some at half-time, we just swapped. And we just... We had more injuries. Brandon Graham's got a concussion, like... Just Eagles things. I mean, we, I did get to see a long bomb down to, to Jalen Ragor, so really my night was yes. made of that. And that, I, I sent you a video of me screaming, so. That's true. What was uh, uh, Haskins? Obviously, the defence was obviously massive for Washington, but how did Haskins get on, on the other side? He, he was clearly taking a step forward because he's, he's had another year with it. But like I said, I, I think the offence, they were more helped out by McCarson throwing picks at the 30-yard line and stuff. So they had decent field position to capitalise on a mistake. When they were forced to do a big, long drive down the field, our defence was holding up to them fairly well. Uh, Scary Terry had a few catches. Tight ends made a few plays. That um, Antonio Gibson, uh, their running back, um, he looked good, actually. Um, he's quite a, quite a big, fast guy, really. I didn't expect that. Right, uh, over that one. Let's move on to Craig's one. Browns at Ravens. Uh, I mean, it was a similar story to the Packers one. The Ravens were beating on the Browns, uh, thirty-eight to six. They just they, they looked lost. Nothing seemed to sync up for them um, on offense, and the, the defense looked soft. I know they've got some some issues there in the secondary, but they were just picked on. You know, they, after that early touchdown, they missed the PAT, and then he was just nothing from them. It was twenty-four six down at the half. Um, Jackson had a great day, 20 for 25, 275 yards, three touchdowns. It was more of a, a throwing day for him. Um, wasn't necessarily rush heavy, but it was a it was a great day for the rookies. J.K. Dobbins, you know, he got two touchdowns on the day. Patrick McQueen, he, Patrick Queen, he got he got a sack, you know, for the, for his first game. Like the, the Ravens just look look strong. Um, Brown had a good day. He got over 100 yards. Andrews two touchdowns and that first catch, that diving catch in the end zone was. Spectacular, one of the, the best plays I've seen for the whole of week one. Yeah, it was. I saw that catch. I was very, very well placed. Lamar's clearly still getting better, which is worrying. Yeah, well, that, that I mean, they look like a much, they look like a, I know it's tough after saying, you know, the record that we got last season, but the Ravens, I think, look like a more complete team, especially on defense. Um, they were, they look a lot better against the run, especially compared to last year. Um, you know that linebacker core now looks. They look a lot better. They look a lot more hungry on defense. He was gang tackling. He was always two, three guys diving on top of whoever had the ball. Which you know, from from a footballing standpoint, is quite demoralizing for an offense. You know, if every time you're getting the ball, you've got three, four guys diving on top. Yeah, that that takes its toll. You know, when you when you do get up after you know from the bottom of the pile and you look around and you're surrounded by the other team's jerseys, it's you know it can be quite quite demoralizing for an offense. And the the Browns look like they they had some issues. You know. They just they look like the the team of last year from from Freddie Kitchens. They don't look much better, like they've improved. There was a, a great picture as well, wasn't it? The the Browns was it third and forty three? Was it? There was yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. And you say yeah, the Browns are back. Football's back. Football's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, they, they they took a beating. Like it, it wasn't great. They they lost their heads halfway through. Like Beckham was trying to fight with people. They just couldn't. They just couldn't link up on offense, and the defense just looked soft. You know, the the D line was okay, but the the secondary they've definitely got. I know they've got some injury issues there, but they struggled. So on to the second shock of the night, we have our own. I say our own. We all love him, none other than Gardner Minshew leading his his broken down trap, taking him past Philip Rivers and the Colts. Joe, how was that? Yeah, this was actually a great game. Uh, all of us had the Colts pretty much clean sweeping them, and the Jags, who well, they just they just pulled off a massive shock. And watching the actual game, it, it's really weird. I, I, the Colts looked the better team. They just sort of messed up 
in important moments, which just ends up being vital, especially when the Jags and Minshew was just so clinical. You know, he threw a, a 19 completions out of sort of 20 attempts. He was very, very good. And I think we will learn. I heard, I can't remember who it was who said this. I said, the Jags aren't a bad team. They're just a young team, which is another way to sort of look at it. That you know, they're not too experienced, but they're not awful. So these sort of games, they could go and go and win. The Colts, yeah, as I say, they didn't, they didn't look too bad, but sort of big, big problem for them is Marlon Mack uh, getting injured and being out for, for quite a while. However, there was a little positive spin as Jonathan Taylor came in and he looked really, really good. But yeah, as I say, massive, massive shock. Jags go and win. They go one and oh. Not many people saw that happening. And the Colts in the Philip Rivers era, not off the best to us, you know, off to the best of starts. So might have to improve next week, I think, older Indianapolis. Very classic Phil Rivers taking taking a team winning all the way down to the fourth quarter, then throwing a Game-changing interception. <laughs> right, oh, on to Tim's Raiders at the Panthers. First game of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, close game, seven lead changes. Came down to about between two of the best young running backs in the NFL. Our very own Josh Jacobs, he ran for 93 yards and three touchdowns and 46 yards receiving. Uh, McCaffrey, 96 yards, two touchdowns and 38 yards uh, both quarterbacks, they were efficient, if not spectacular. Carr, 239 yards. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 279. Uh, the Raiders looked different at the start of the game. Carr started throwing the ball downfield. Henry Ruggs got a beautiful 45-yard catch. But then he got injured, and they changed back to the old Raiders' offense, a short passing game. Um, the Raiders couldn't stop the Panthers all day long, but right at the end, they held them on a fourth down. Uh, it was a fourth and inches, and for some reason, the Panthers gave it to their fullback rather than giving it to McCaffrey. We stopped them, got the ball back, ran the clock out. So, yeah, it was a win for the Raiders. The Panthers actually looked better than I thought they would. I don't think they're going to be a pushover this year. I think we all definitely, I think everyone will happily admit that they underestimated the Panthers coming into the season. I don't think anyone had high hopes for them, but from what I did see of that game, it was an exciting game, especially towards the end. I can imagine it was quite stressful for you, Tim, but as a neutral, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was quite exciting, but that team, definitely, I think we a lot of teams have underestimated them and I think underestimate them at your pedal. You could you could definitely upset some people. Well, I think I saw... two things that stood out for me is you cannot tackle Christian McCaffrey in the first you've got to hit him hard and hold on to him um, the Raiders have got a lot of young players like Abram who just think that they can just fly into people and they're going to fall over but that doesn't happen in the NFL yeah God if, God if McCaffrey is not the most exciting player to watch <laughs> he's crazy man okay um, moving north we have the Chicago Bears visiting the uh, Detroit Lions so I did tell you all that Mitch Trubisky can play against the Lions quite well, uh, at least in one quarter. Um, the Lions led for pretty much most this game. Uh, they, they, I think they took the lead quite convincingly uh, and then really should have won it. But it's kind of football. If, if you lose a few plays, you can lose the game. Um, Mitch threw some bad passes in the game, just as he always has. So not, not too good to see that. Fortunately, some of them weren't picked. But he also did show some development. Um, he was making reads throughout the game, looking at his second, looking at his third read. So hopefully, obviously, we, we, none of us want to see a quarterback fail. So hopefully we see Trubisky start to grow into that uh, fourth, I think it was fourth or second overall pick. So um, I hope, hope the Bears see more luck with him. We've, we've already got people calling for falls. But yeah, three touchdown drives towards the end of the game to take the victory and the game from the Lions. Uh, and Adrian Peterson joins a team uh, what, like a day or two before? And he's the leading rusher on that team over DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson, who are both second like second round picks. It's either just crazy how much juice Adrian Peterson has or just how much they misuse rookie running backs in that organisation. That uh, You're talking about running backs, that drop from Swift at the end. So I remember sending a, a message group chat going, oh yeah, get in line. So I, me- I was, remember watching it and I saw Swift take the ball and I just... I sort of, I was in the middle in the kitchen, so I moved and walked. So I thought they'd won. I didn't actually realise that he dropped it. It was that bad that for a good half an hour after the game, I thought the Lions had won. 
<laughs> I hadn't finished watching. <laughs> but it honestly, poor bloke. First game, literally game-winning touchdown. He he must have just seen. He must have thought they won the game before he'd even got the ball in his hands. And can't be doing that in the NFL. Don't worry, Tim's going to learn that soon with Agalor. <laughs> cool touchdown. He he, he, he he brings your hopes so high. <laughs> Righty ho, next game. We have oh, this was a very, very fun game to watch. A bit of a bit of a steamroll as well. Craig, you had the Seahawks at the Falcons. Yeah, this was a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I was really looking forward to watching the Seahawks. And I think Russell Wilson, like you heard, you know, we spoke about it a little bit. I think this genuinely could be an MVP season for him. He was 31 for 35, 322 yards and four touchdowns. And them four passes he did miss, I'm pretty sure were all just like check down, calculated runs because he was not an honest, like just a just a dink away at the time. You know what I mean? I don't even think they were genuine misses. It was just because he was not an honest at the time and it was just throwing the ball dead. Um, Metcalf looked great. That touchdown to him was really good. Lockett looked great. Um, Carson did well. He got two touchdowns on the night. Greg Olson even showed up and got a touchdown. It was a good start for him with them. You know, that offense looks looks pretty scary. And on defense, um, is it Jamal Adams and, and Wagner? Like, Adams had a great game. Wagner had a great game. Like, the definitely a, a a daunting prospect going forward and definitely a team to watch. You know, the, they looked very, very strong. Um, in terms of the Falcons, you know, Ryan had a big night. Um, 450 yards and two touchdowns. He did, unfortunately, throw an interception. But, you know, you got three receivers on that team. You know, Jones, Ridley and, and Russell Gage, who all got over 100 yards on the night. Um, Gailey looked okay, got a touchdown. You know, he, he only got 56 yards, but he did use him a fair bit. He got 14 carries. I think they're another one that's a, a high-powered offense that you just can't can't take too lightly. There's a lot of weapons there. Yeah, you mentioned the um, with Chris Carson's running. It was like because the both of those touchdowns were receiving, and he just ran so hard and fast. And then yeah, Jamal Adams and Bob Wagner. In the backfield, they're both very uh, cerebral players. So they like they understand the game. It's yeah. a bit worrying because they looked like it almost looked like they're returning that defense back to Legion of Boom levels. The offense has just taken this huge step forward with that chemistry. And if they keep going like that, Tim's prediction is probably going to come true. Yeah, if they can stay healthy, they they're going to go a long way. Like they genuinely impressed me and took me by surprise. I know that that team's a good team and that offense is good, but they they were very very solid. Rightio. Uh, then we had Joe. You had the Miami Dolphins visiting yourselves. Yeah, I did. Yes, and uh, to be honest with you, this was probably the first Patriots game where I've actually really enjoyed watching our offense <laughs> in over a year. Um, yeah, it was great. It was it was exciting. It, the word for it was efficient. We were just Josh McDaniels had come up with these plays and come up with a scheme that Cam was just brilliant in, and everything just seemed to work. You know, he he seemed like he was back to his normal best. He rushed for 75 yards. In my opinion, the score was actually a little flattering uh, towards Miami. Uh, the Patriots, they they just dominated this game. The the offense was just... You know, the offensive line just completely destroyed the defensive line of Miami. Uh, and Kill Harry, within Kill Harry, uh, this game sort of summed up his Patriots career so far. He In the second half, he was fantastic. He had one drive where he was... He had a load of receptions, a load of yards going down. Cam throws to him on like the sort of final play of the, of the drive. He takes the ball, fumbles it through the end zone. Miami take the ball. Should have been a touchdown for him, but that's, that's just what happens sometimes, unfortunately. Our secondary were excellent. Uh, three picks. Fitzmagic didn't really have his best game. I was quite impressed with our defensive line as well. I thought Chase Winovich uh, came along pretty well, which he struggled to do last year. With the offense, even though it was exciting, after a while, I sort of knew what was what was going to happen. So it needs needs to be sort of have a bit more variety when we come up against better defenses. A player that really shone out actually was uh, JJ Taylor, who was our undrafted running back. To be honest, before the game, I hadn't really heard much of him. I heard his name. He's only five foot six, and he's just what he's a little bowling ball, mate. Honestly, he just flies through, knocks, he takes out all the defenders' kneecaps, and he just yeah, great little player, um, and. Cam as well on a on another note, he got right into the uh, Dolphins' heads right at the end of the game. They tried to steal his chain, which he uh, he didn't like. Let's put it that way. And there was a bit of sort of a tussle at the end of the game. 
but yeah, one game. I love Cam Newton. There we go. That's it. Is that the next jersey you're getting? Oh god, yeah, mate. Honestly, it's like it's just obviously having Tom Brady for so long was excellent. Obviously, can't thank him enough. But it is a real breath of fresh air, and it's just something completely different. Yeah, he looked good. That that dark blue jersey with the red shoulders. He looked real good. He, he looks at home. He looks at home. First first game for the Patriots, and he's already broken their single game rushing record for a QB yeah. and it, it was only like what was it 40, 40 odd yards or something like that like yeah 75 in the end it was yeah so he did he did do all right although the, take that the, about 15 times. <laughs> the second touchdown uh was a bit funny shouldn't really have been given because in my opinion he was out of bounds before he yeah. he reached and Adam Adam was like yeah that's not a touchdown next thing you know I was like yeah cheers refs thanks for that one but yeah Good, good game. Uh, really happy and really excited actually now for the season. Was a bit worried, but yeah, looks looking positive. So moving over to our good friend Joe Burrow. Uh, Tim, you had the uh, Chargers at the Bengals. I did indeed. Um, despite the loss, Burrow gave Bengals what it's something they haven't had in a long time, hope. But hope can be a dangerous thing. Um, he was solid, if not spectacular. He ran for a touchdown, he threw for 193 yards, uh, and he was sacked three times. But he looked like he knew what he was doing. Uh, he would have won the game apart from Randy Bullock pulling his hamstring on a kick. Uh, he pulled his hamstring, but it was a very delayed reaction. I don't oh, think he would have pulled, a, pulled it if it had gone through. I think he would have been fine. Um the Chargers D kept the pressure all game long on Burrow, and I think if he can survive that, he's going to do well. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, 208 yards. The Chargers running backs look good. Austin Eckler, obviously, is good. They had a rookie called Joshua, Joshua Kelly at UCLA. He had 60 yards and a touchdown. So it was a good game to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I really I really fell for Burrow in the end. Like he, First half, he looked like he, he struggled a bit, but obviously no preseason guy coming in for his first game. You know, he was sort of finding his feet, but second half, he looked a lot better. That final drive, it was it was superb. He kept his composure, marched him right down the field. Um, and, you know, it was just, it was he was just unfortunate with the with the missed field goal. Like you said, I'm I'm a bit suspect myself. He, he was, like you said, there was a bit of a delayed reaction there. I think you could you could tell as soon as he hit it. I think the he knew that he'd he'd, he'd messed up to put it politely, um, and I, you could see it all over Burrow's face by the end of it. He was just like, "What what have I got myself into here?" Like, you know, after all that. Um, but you know, th- things look good. He, he looked like him. He looks like he's settling in well there, and he could do some good things. Speaking of kickers, um, you see, obviously, with all the empty stadiums, you get to hear a lot of the players say stuff more. Justin Tucker made his first field goal, and you very clearly hear him say, "Still fucking got it." <laughs> <laughs> I think with the sound, the fake sound as well. It depended on what game you're watching, who was doing the fake sound. Some of the games I watched, it was okay. The Raiders Panthers, the sound guy. I don't think he'd ever watched a game of football before in his life. Uh, when the when the Panthers, whose home game it was, would get a first down, they would boo. It was like <laughs> you're pressing the wrong button. Wasn't the Buck Saints game like that as well? Like it was just like loud, then quiet at very random times. Apart from that, I think, and I was listening to this on another podcast, because the camera angles with a football game, you don't really notice the crowd as much. Unless the ball goes in the air, that's the only time you notice the empty stadiums. When it's actually at field level, I can sometimes I forgot there was no crowd. And then all of a sudden it'd be a punt, and I'd be like, oh yeah, there's no crowd. Yeah. Right, on to another, uh, went against one of our sweeps here. Uh, We have the Cardinals at 49ers. Cards scored 24, Niners lost with 20. So it's not a great start for the Niners. Uh, Obviously, it's hard to return uh, from losing a Super Bowl. uh, But in that division, losing your home game to a division rival, that's, it's it's clearly going to matter down the stretch for them. Um, the 49ers did have a lot of injuries going into the game. Um, obviously, top two receivers, Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel out. Uh, Kittle was sidelined uh, with a knee injury. Um, he did come back in, but after he came back in his second half, he just wasn't targeted. 
So um, maybe it was a bit of a, a coaching thing there with Shanahan, who's also said he didn't do it too well. Um, Cardinals looked like everyone expected. High-powered offense. Uh, Nook had a really good game, as Tim said earlier. Uh, defense looks like it's improved over last year. Um, but yeah, I think this game's just going to be higher. It's going to have a bigger effect later on in the season, uh, but clearly because it's just such a close division uh, in the West. Yeah, it was a... Um... I thought the Cardinals were going to be good and they lived up. I love watching Carla Murray. Yeah. I really do. He's like, he glides. He doesn't look like he's running. He's just like watching a man. He's just, the way he moves, amazing. Yeah, that rushing touchdown he got, like, that was that was impressive. Like, he didn't, it wasn't just a straight run. He threw a few jukes in there. Like, you know, it, he's an exciting player to watch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we have old Brady's Palace Bucks at Saints, Joe. Yes. Uh, so this was probably the most anticipated game of the weekend. Uh, and it seemed to be a dream start for Tom Brady when he scored a touchdown on his first drive, a rushing touchdown, QB sneak, classic Tom Brady. Uh, however, since then, after that, it sort of turned into a bit of a nightmare. Uh, he threw two interceptions, including a pick six. The Bucks' offense, it just seemed to look a bit out of sync you know, Mike Evans only had one one reception. Uh, Godwin looked good, uh, which was a positive to them. But you know, the offense will improve over time. It will it will come good. There was a lot of running from both teams. The game was sort of played on the ground quite a lot. But with the Saints, their defense was excellent, really, really good. Their offense wasn't quite what it was last year. Uh, they seemed to be a bit rusty. Going into this year, Michael Thomas has picked up a knock, which is a sort of a big, big thing for them, obviously being the best wide receiver in the league last year. Uh, positive though for them on the offense. I thought Kamara looked really good. And Taysom Hill was used a fair amount. You know, he came on a lot on third down to sort of confuse the Bucks defense. And the Saints ended up taking the win, which is a good start for them. Never seen Brady look so startled at having a team that causes penalties. Because like things were just happening, and he was like, "God, I've moved going to the wrong place." <laughs> There's that photo when he's just sitting on the bench, and it's just the the caption saying, "God, I made a mistake." <laughs> I, I said this before and last week. I think it really showed, you know, with the amount of penalties and stuff that because there's so many new pieces there and they've not had the chance to sort of really gel yet. It really showed compared to to the Saints. You know, there was a lot of mistakes. It was a bit sloppy. There was like mistimed routes and stupid penalties and things like that and I don't know like I wouldn't overreact too much I think as the season goes on you'll see you'll see them work out the kinks a bit more and they'll start to to get better as the season goes on I think one of the biggest takeaways for me from this game was I think I don't want to be that guy but I think you could sort of from both QBs you could sort of see that their, their arms are going um, I think people sort of expect it more from Brady than Breeze, but I think we might see more Taysom Hill going forward with, you know, Breeze did have, I think he had one pass for over 40 yards, but he's sort of picking up a similar play style to Brady where most of his, his passes now are short passes and he might have the arm in him to throw a few deep balls a game, but it's not necessarily like just air raid like it used to be. Yeah, you're right. They are. I think one of the stat that isn't mentioned is I know Mike Evans. He was also Mike Evans has also had a niggle injury on his ankle or something. He did pick up like a long bomb, forty-five yard, which he was gonna catch, but um, uh, obviously defensive player did a good defensive PI on him. Um, on to the Cowboys at the Rams in the new SoFi Stadium, Joe. Yeah, so I think well, not taking too much away, I think we may have underestimated the Rams a little bit. Uh, they won this one 20 to 17. The Cowboys offense, I'd say apart from Zeke, looked pretty flat. You know, Zeke got 127 yards, both, you know, that's receiving and rushing put together and he scored two touchdowns. But apart from that, nothing really seemed to be working for the Cowboys. On the Rams side, however, you know, uh, Malcolm Brown was pretty good at running back uh, 79 yards and two touchdowns. They played a sort of game that worked for them. There was a lot of short passes. It's, you know, the, the Jared Goff was feeling a little comfortable. And when he feels comfortable, you know, the, the Rams play pretty well. So the Cowboys, you know, it's a difficult one. We all had them. I think we all had them down to win. So, you know, it, it took us by surprise first game at SoFi. 
But some play calling was a bit interesting. There was one point, I remember, I think it was about sort of like 10 minutes to go in the game. They were down 20 to 17 in the final score. And uh, they were in fourth and three. And, you know, they could have just kicked a field goal to level the game. But Mike McCarthy uh, got the team to go for it. And it just, it just didn't work. And they ended up, you know, it was a turnover. And I don't know with the Cowboys. It's, it's one of those. C.D. Lamb looked to right. There was a nice throw to, to Gallup at the end of the game, which was called back for a P.I., uh, yeah, on, on Jalen Ramsey <laughs> Ramsey calling it chucking a little fake flag out his pocket but yeah no the Rams look really good defensively I thought they were excellent and yeah they're a team that could maybe cause a bit of surprises people say this but looking around at other other sort of podcasts and whatever some people had the Rams down as winning this division and after that first game if they're going to play like that they've got every chance of doing so yeah we, we were laughing and joking about it before but Aaron Donald had a field day, like mm. he coming in and taking out taking out all linemen left, right, and centre. And the way he just manhandled Zeke, just picked him up and threw him like he was a child, and he just didn't even slow him down in the slightest. Like I guess it's, you know, I guess that's why he's the best, one of the best players in the league. Also, some injuries out of the Cowboys. They lost Leighton Van Der Esch to, I think it's like a three week injury on IR. Also, his backup, the infamous Sean Lee, is also out for like six weeks. So they've now just lost their two best linebackers on, on of the same position. Obviously, Jay, I think it's Jalen Smith plays yeah. next to him, and he's he's great. But that defense, which already he's their bright spot was Leighton Van Der Esch, has just lost him for a couple of weeks now. Sean Lee, please retire. You're always getting injured. Just yeah, I was going to say, doesn't he spend most of the season on an air rather than on the field? You can't be a star inside linebacker on the Cowboys without spending like 70% of it in IR. I guess that's a positive for you guys, though. Like, you know, um, you know, you might have lost yourselves this week, but I guess with the Cowboys also yeah, losing it. Sort of... If Washington's sitting at the top of the division, I'm actually okay with that. Like the division's flipped upside down from what everybody predicted at the moment, isn't it? With Washington at the top and Eagles and, and Dallas oh. down the bottom. Um, anyway, Monday night football, Steelers at Giants. Yeah, so th- this was actually a pretty exciting game. Um, Big Ben looked like he's he's come back and he's... He's not really struggling from his injury. He looks like he's lost some weight. He looked like he was in good shape. Threw for 229 yards on the night, three touchdowns. So it was only one away from, from what I guessed it was going to be. Um, Benny Snell Jr. had a good good game. He got 113 yards. Juju stepped up into that number one spot like he wanted to. He got two touchdowns on the night. Um, but I think, I think the big takeaway from the from that game was the Steelers' defence. They shut down that one game. Barkley only got six yards on the ground on the night, which I think is a, you know, to shut down a running back like that. Um, TJ Watt, he got interception. I think it was Hayward who got the other one in the end zone. Um, it's always good to see a big man get an interception. I quite appreciated that, but I felt for Jones, you know, considering it was in the end zone, it would have really tightened that game up a lot more. Um, from a Giants standpoint, I don't think this is necessarily going to be their year, but there's definitely a lot to look forward to in the future. You know, Jones had a good game himself. He did throw two ins, but he did have two touchdowns, 279 yards on the night. Um, um, Darius Slayton, you know, he got two touchdowns on the night. He, he, you know, he had a good game. He had a good, good sync with Jones there, and and so did Shepard. You know, so it's there's definitely some positives coming out there from the Giants. Yeah, like you said, the the Steelers look real good. Ben, that defense, yeah, especially, yeah, like then, yeah, Juju definitely stepped up into what, like, he was just taking, the, he was in the end zone, just unguarded. He was, he was playing real well. His celebration as well with the the pylon cam, love that. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but, yeah, that that was a good game. And you're right, shut, yeah, shutting down Saquon. That uh, yes, like you said, that interception uh, in the end zone by Cameron Hayward. What the worst thing was was that was in like a uh, sixteen play drive from like the five yard line. So yeah. Daniel Jones took that whole team up there, and then granted he made a terrible mistake on the play because he just lofted it into the end zones about five Steelers. But he he did so well just to get nothing out of it. I love to see a big man touchdown, but I really felt for him. You know, it was a very long ground and drive, and it was the sort of to to tie them up within field goal range. And you look, it looks like they're going to score, and then and then he gets picked off. The TJ Watt one, I think it was just well read by TJ. He sort oh, of he went to yeah, he went he went to rush 
knew where the ball was coming, slammed on, where he knew it was going to be like just a little dink over the top and just sat and waited for it. Yeah, that, that was crazy. Like his instincts, he just saw, saw the guy run, he just dropped back. Um, and finally, we had the game that was on at 3.20 in the morning, which is far too early, um, the Titans at Broncos. So a um, bit of a, a, a tough defensive battle here. Titans took the game 16-14. to 14. Um, Titans looked like they want to keep the same plan going forward, um, both like balanced defense, balanced offense, just move the chains. And a hundred yard receiver, hundred yard rusher with Derek Henry. Um, the game wouldn't have been anywhere near as close if Steven, Steven Goskowski didn't miss four kicks, uh, which was three field goals and an extra point he missed. And he just redeemed himself by winning the game with a final fifth, fifth uh, fourth, fourth field goal to go in. Um, Drew Locke, I know Tim's not going to like me saying this, but he did show some flashes of good stuff, but he also showed he's a, he's a second-year quarterback in an offense that's not great. Obviously, did miss Cortland Sutton there. He was put on IR um, a day or two before the game started, which shocked a lot of people. Jerry Judy did play well, but maybe not as good as he could have, obviously, opposite Sutton. Um, but yeah, the Broncos are dealing with injuries now, um, and we just kind of just hope Fangio can show it and it's COVID season, so who knows what's going to happen. So you mentioned Jerry Judy there. Something I'm keeping a close eye on this season is the three running backs, uh, sorry, wide receivers that went in the first round. They had such similar stats. It's unbelievable. Henry Ruggs, three catches, 55 yards. Jerry Judy, four catches, 56 yards. And C.D. Lamb, five catches, 59 yards. So oh, yeah, yeah. close eye on that one. Yeah, which receiver's going to win? Let's see. Let's move straight into previewing next week's games. Uh, let's start straight off with tonight, Thursday night football. We've got the Bengals at the Browns. Craig, who have you got taking this? Um, so I've got the Bengals taking this one. Um, I think this could be be quite an interesting game. You've got two first-round draft picks and Heisman Trophy winners, you know, Baker and, and Burrow are QB. You've got two defences that are a bit banged up. You know, the Browns are struggling in their secondary. They've got, like, Greedy Williams is out. Um, Kevin Johnson is also out. And then you've got, you know, you look at the Bengals side and you've got Geno Atkins out there struggling on the D-line. Sam Hubbard's back for them, but they're also missing and they're the D-tackle. Um, DJ Reed is out and that was their big free agent signing. Yeah, well, Mike Daniels is also out, so it, it, it's, it should be a really interesting game. I think this could be could be a high score and a fair, possibly, if they, you know, they, they do manage to link up and start start to get rolling. It could be an interesting one. Joe? I have got the Browns to win this one. I think, Craig, you, yeah, good points. Obviously, both, both teams are a little banged up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I think this is the one. I think if Baker Mayfield's going to get the season rolling... It's going to be against the Bengals. So I've got them winning this one by nine. Tim? I liked what I saw from the Bengals. I didn't like what I saw from the Browns. So I've got the Bengals by three. I'm with Joe here. I think I think the Browns are going to kind of... They had to play the Ravens. Now they maybe got a little bit of an easier team. They can maybe be a bit more confident going into. And I think it does start to click. I got Browns by 14. So we've got the Giants going to the Bears. Joe? This is an interesting one. Uh, to be honest, I found it quite difficult to call it, but I think Mitch is going to be on a high. So I've got the Bears winning this by three. Tim? I've got the Bears by six. Okay. I'm going to follow suit. Mitch riding that high. I've got Bears by seven, and I think they, they just... Barkley needs a game, but not against this front. Craig? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm like Joe. I was really on the fence. I mean, I've just very nearly changed my mind, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going Bears by three. All right. Oh, God. Rams at Eagles. Tim? Uh, I have got the Eagles by seven. I think they're going to bounce back from last week. Yeah, I, I don't agree with voting for your own team. I try and go against it. Never bet on them. But I think with Lane Johnson back, I think it's a really big difference, um, and we're, we're going to figure we're going to bounce back. Eagles by six, Craig. Uh, I think that Rams D line is going to going to eat the Eagles alive. I've got um, Rams by fourteen. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> All right, mate. We will punish the unbelievers. Joe. 
I was impressed by the Rams, but not as impressed as Craig was. Uh, I've got the Rams winning by six. You forget we've not lost to them in like three years. Um, Falcons at Cowboys, a real shootout here, boys. Um, I'm I'm still really torn on it. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys by six because I just think the offense is a bit more smothering. Craig? Uh, so, I mean, I did have the Cowboys down, but I changed my mind this morning. So I've got Falcons by seven. Joe? Yeah, I've got Cowboys by seven for them to bounce back. And Tim? I went back and forth on this one. Um, I think it might be a good game, but I've got the Cowboys sneaking it by three. I'm yeah. on my own there with the Falcons. <laughs> I, I, it, it so could be the Falcons because it's just going to come down to which offense overpowers the other. Um. Oh, we've got an NFC South matchup here. Panthers going to Bucks. Craig? Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I was impressed with the Panthers from, from week one, but I've, got, I've gone with the Bucks by four. Yep. Yeah, I've gone with the Bucks, uh, but by 12. Tim? I've got the Bucks as well. I've got the Bucks by 10. I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Tim, there. Bucks by 10. Right, the 49ers go over all the way across to the Jets. Um, Joe, who have you got taking this one? I've got the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to change. I had it my 12. I'm going to change that to 21. Woo! Is there something that we don't know? Uh, well, no. You should know the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, Tim, how have you got the Jets doing? I've got this Jets blowing uh, 49ers by 14. Right. Um, on there with you, boys. 49ers by 17. Um, yeah, I've gone the same. 49ers by 17. Okay, there's a sweep there. Right. On we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Broncos. Tim, have you got the red and gold working out? Red and gold, black and gold. I like the Steelers. Uh, I like what they did last week. For a fat old man, Ben did all right. Uh, Steelers by six. <laughs> yeah, I've, I think the Steelers look really strong. Steelers by 14. Yeah, I was impressed with the Steelers myself. Um, I've gone Steelers by 11. I'm the same with you, Adam. Steelers by 14. Nice. Um, then we've got the Hot Streak Jags who we all think are just amazing, um, going to the Tennessee Titans. Tim? The Jags are going to come back to earth. The Titans are too good. Titans by 10. Ah, oh, disgraceful. I agree with you. Titans by 10. <laughs> Craig? Um, I, I so, so wanted to, to side with the Minshew magic, but I've gone Titans by six. Yeah, it's tough, in it? But yeah, I've got Titans by four. He's going to win as well. And we're all going to be like, oh, we should have done it. <laughs> okay, we've got the Lions going to the Packers, another ancient rivalry there. Um, I've got the Packers, I mean, with what I've heard from Craig's cooing about Aaron Rodgers, I've got the Packers taking this by 20. Craig? Uh, I've gone Packers by 14. Joe? I've gone Packers by 12. And Tim? I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to be pissed off, and I think he's going to be playing pissed off most of the season. So I've got Packers by 14. Over to the AFC East, we've got the Buffalo Bills going to Miami. Who have you got for this one, Joe? Yeah, I've got the Bills to win this one by seven. Okay, Tim? I've got the Bills by 14, and I've got it from a good source that the Dolphins may be putting Tua in at some point if it doesn't go too well. He is off IR, so very potentially. Oh, God, I want to see Tua play now. Um, Craig, who have you got taking this one? Uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I've got Bills by 10. I'm a bit more confident. Bills by 17. Uh, sorry, sorry, Dolphins fans. Yeah, but if Tua starts, it might be the start of a, a dynasty, so here's hoping. Uh, Vikings at Colts. I've got the Colts taking this one uh, by seven. I think Phil Rivers is going to have to prove himself at some point, and this might be the game he does it. Craig? Yeah, I've got Colts by four. I was After seeing that, that Vikings performance on Sunday, I, I'm, I'm quite concerned about them. Joe? 
Yeah, same as Craig. I'm worried about that defence. I've gone Colts by three. And Tim? You all know that Phil Rivers is still starting for the Colts, don't you? I've got the Vikings <laughs> by three. Okay. So, right. So now we've got the football team against the Cardinals. <laughs> I love the same football team. Man. Um, football team versus Cardinals. Craig? Yeah, I, did, I went back and forth so many times, but I've gone with Cardinals by four. Joe? Tight game, Cardinals by two. And Tim? It's, it looks a lot better game than it did last week, actually, because uh, the Washington football team were better than I thought. But still, I like the Cardinals by seven. I don't think you guys estimate how bad the Eagles played, and I think it makes the Washington team look a lot better than it was. Defence is nothing to laugh at, I agree, but their offence is still going to struggle. I've got the Cardinals taking that by 17. Uh Craig, we've got Ravens going over to the Texans. Yeah, I think this will be a cracking game. It was last year. Um, I've got Ravens taking this one by 13. Okay. Joe? Yeah, Ravens by 10. Tim? Yeah, I've got the Ravens by 7. I think this one's a good litmus test because Texans, they've got a terrible start. They've played the Chiefs and then they play the Ravens. So we're going to see whether the Texans are any good and also who's better, the Ravens or the Chiefs. I think that streak goes on to like the fourth week. It's something ridiculous yeah. like Steelers Chiefs and Steelers, Seahawks or something. <laughs> rough start. They definitely yeah, got a really, rough schedule. Really rough start. So, yeah. It's, but it's Deshaun Watson against Lamar who are mm-hmm. kind of similar playing quarterbacks, which is always fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be an exciting game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going in with, with high hopes. Like, don't get me wrong. I know, I know quite well that Deshaun Watson's a, a dangerous guy. Like, yeah, I've got the I agree with you all. Ravens by 14, though. Um, so we have an AFC West matchup. We've got the Chiefs going to the Chargers. Tim, how have you got your division mates going? Uh, I've got the Chiefs, who I still think look pretty dominant by 14. Pretty dominant, but only 14. Okay. Uh, Joe? I've got the Chiefs by 17. Okay, so they're getting more dominant. Craig? Chiefs by 21. Oh, yeah, and I'll take the Chiefs by 24, completing the pyramid. The yeah. offense is just ridiculous, mate. It's just, it's, it's, it's borderline unfair. Like, the Chargers can't stop it. Like, not, not without Desmond, what's his name? Desmond King? Desmond Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah, Derwin James. Sorry. Yeah. He, he like, that, that off, like, that offense, it's like a, it's like a cheat code. Literally every single skill position is good. Yeah, I mean, like what you take away their two best players and they can still destroy you with the third and fourth wide receivers, or they can just run on you. Like, there's you stop one thing, they've got like three other things they can do to you. Like, fighting a guy with six arms. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, moving over to a exciting game three years ago, Patriots at Seahawks. Joe, have you got you guys doing? Um, I, it was really tough this one. I'll, I'm really high on us, but mate, Russell Wilson is just a different breed. So I've got the Seahawks winning it by seven. Yeah, didn't Bill Belichick say he said he gave him some very big compliment? He, he said uh, he's underrated by the media and by other people within the NFL, and there's no one better than him. Not direct like, quote, but it was a long. He said he basically said he's the best player in the NFL. That is very high praise from the man who did a subway advert. <laughs> did anyone else see that advert? I was in it like not that yet. Can't be him. <laughs> um, Tim, how have you got this one going? I've got Seattle, who are my Super Bowl pick by ten. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Patriots were a lot better than I thought they were going to be last week. So yeah, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, really good game. Uh, I've got the uh, Seahawks taking this one by eleven. Craig. Uh, I've got Seahawks by 14. Like you said, I think it's going to be a great game. You've got two, two good quarterbacks, two good teams. Seahawks look very good. Patriots look like they're still a force to be reckoned with and not taken lightly, but you've got two great coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Pete Carroll, I think it's his 69th birthday today, so happy birthday, Coach Carroll. Um, and finally, we've got Tim's Raiders. Uh, the Saints are coming over to open up the game in Las Vegas, which has got the Killers doing the halftime show, if you're interested. Uh, how have we got this one panning out, Tim? I've got, for no other reason than it's the first home game in the stadium, I've got the Raiders winning by three. 
Honestly, I just think there's going to be an upset, and I totally agree with you. I think the Raiders take this one by three. Craig? Uh, I've gone Saints by seven. I am a little bit more concerned because when I made this prediction, I didn't know Thomas was out. Um, Josh Jacobs did have a great game last weekend, so they've also got to take that into account. Um, But I I think I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go Saints by seven. Yeah, I'm I'm high on the Saints this year, and I'm going to stick with that. So I've gone Saints by six. Okay, so that's the predictions. How did we do last week, Tim? It was very, very close indeed last week. So, Joe's in first place with 14 points. Then me and Craig are on 13 points. And then Adam is on 11 points. Couldn't get much closer than that. Uh, my, 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 my random picks went off for me. <laughs> Only time I'll be top. I needed the bold prediction to come in. I'm pleased with that. Yeah, it was your bold prediction that kept you in it. Look at me, Tim, and Joe all got one correct result in each. So, congratulations, lads! That's a, a nice start to us. There. I think I was one touchdown away from my bold prediction as well. I think. Yeah, I was. Well, I was one touchdown off from Big Ben and one touchdown off from Mahomes from getting mine. So I wasn't. I wasn't too far away. I thought I'd lost mine. I didn't realise Burrow's first touchdown was a rush until I saw the highlight. I saw it happen. I thought, oh god, there it goes within the first five minutes. But no, pretty happy. Oh, mate, it was the first thing I Googled. I'm all in with these predictions, you know, like it's my highlight of my week, mate. Right, okay. Bold predictions for this week's lads. Uh, let's start with who got it wrong last week, so uh, Craig. Okay, so um, Ashley Carson Wentz taking another beating um, and I see him getting sacked at least five times, five or more times. Okay. Tim? Uh, I've got Joe Burrow to score three touchdowns, either running or passing. I'd like to see that. Um, I've got another rushing touchdown one. I've got Cam Newton and Russell Wilson to combine for three or more rushing touchdowns. And Joe, what do you have? I have for Dak Prescott and Matt Ryan to throw a combined amount of 1,000-plus yards. So, like, Super Bowl 52 vibes. Oh, yeah, that- Love I think it. I think from Ryan you could see that, but from Dak I, I don't know, mate. Like you already know my feelings. I don't know why I picked him in that fantasy team. I picked him, and then as soon as I did, I regretted it. Like <laughs> he's been. I tough. didn't. I started him as well over Big Ben, and Big Ben had a quality night. And Dak was atrocious. Like so, because you picked him up in like the third round, and we were in the group chat. Like why? <laughs> I don't know. It was just a moment of madness. They're two weak defenses, so that's yeah, that's great. I've just kind of realized Craig saying that Dak's not like Matt Ryan's known for being a good deep ball thrower, really good with long receiving, like a lot, lot of uh, passing yards. Dak's just got a lot of good receivers. It doesn't mean he's good at it. No, not really. No, I mean Ryan had 450 yards last week, so I could I could easily see him hitting 500. Yeah, him and Julio is just a legendary combo. Yeah. So that's it. Um, let us know how you think the games are going to go and how you think our bold predictions are going to go and who's got it wrong and who's got it right. Um, please don't forget to visit our friends at Lockdown Lids. We have a task pick of the week up there and they've got uh, some, uh, they've got new giveaways or giveaways, raffle tickets going up uh, every day, uh, every week. So some really cool stuff on there. Um, we've got an, another exciting guest coming on the podcast, so please do keep your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, Joe, how can everyone get in touch with us or look at our stuff? Yep, so our Twitter and Instagram is at TAFS underscore UK, and our Facebook is That American Football Show. So we've got some other exciting news. We now have a shop. Now, obviously, you know, this is this is our full-time job. Um, it does cost money to put this out there. Um, so if you want to support the pod and help us out, we do have a shop. Um, you can go on there, show some love, buy yourself some nice gear. There's hoodies, hats, jackets, like some quality gear there on EP Sports. If you head over to EP Sports, you'll find our shop on there. Get yourself some nice goodies. Um, also, if you want to support the pod, give us a five-star review. Give us a follow on um, on our socials and, and you know show us some love. Yeah, I'll be putting the, uh, the link in the description as well for the shop, so... If you're struggling to find it, it's literally just below. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, Make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports so you can also check out our fancy new store. Um, That's it from all of us. Uh, Enjoy football and good night.
So it's the first time we haven't been favoured in a regular season game since week one of the 2016 season when we won in Arizona as nine-point underdogs with Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Brady was out. Yeah. Cheated, didn't he? Wow. Cheated. Mm, he, no, no. he said it. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted it with his own mouth. 